Welcome to the Faith Church Peshtigo podcast. You can connect with us online at faithpeshtigo.com. We're also on Facebook. Just search for Faith Church Peshtigo. Today's podcast features a conversation between Pastor Robbie and Pastor Jeff talking about the sermon from January 3rd, 2021. Welcome to this week's edition of the Faith Church podcast. I am Robbie Helene, one of the pastors here at Faith, and joining me today to my great delight is Pastor Jeff Clossy. How are you doing today, Jeff? Hey, Robbie. I'm doing really well. Thanks. Glad to be with you this week. It is good to be here. Did uh, did you have a good holiday season? We did. You know, I don't know how people listening feel about this, depending, I guess, on your wiring, but the, one of the biggest highlights for, for our family was the snow that came Oh, yes. Uh, and that was really significant. I, I mentioned it to a couple people on Christmas Eve who were said to me, well, once Christmas comes, the snow should be done. So those people might feel a little sad that it's here now. But I, man, it changes the landscape. And uh, that hoarfrost that we have had on the trees as well has been beautiful. It about- is. It ends up looking like a painting outside. I just, I, I love, or something that you would find in like, the frozen section of Disney World. Yes. It's pretty fantastic out there. Unbelievable. How about you? How was holiday season? It was really good. And we got to see a little bit of family, which was refreshing and the kids loved. Um, and and we are now ready to get back into the regular rhythm. That is that, that's why I love those seasons. They're like these these like these periodic Sabbaths where you get to kind of recharge and just enjoy enjoy blessings and grace and mercy and then i feel rejuvenated and ready to get back to work again so that's mm-hmm. where i'm at right now and i'm trying to capture that and channel it into something legitimately productive <laughs> well let's hope this is one of those things <laughs> before it evaporates <laughs> like a mist um, yeah, it's a good reset right <laughs> it is it absolutely is um to your message on sunday which i I have to, full disclosure, I feel like I'll be disingenuous if I don't say this at the outset. I have not gotten to hear it yet because last Sunday I was actually preaching at a different church, at my former church um, that I came from before I was employed at Faith. Um, and so I have not had a chance to hear it yet, but I am so excited to and looking forward to picking your brain a little bit on the process and some of the things that you learned. So um, in light of that, as you were talking about John 15 and abiding in Christ, I was wondering, is there anything in the sermon that you wish you had more time to unpack or something that you had to edit out and and, and would would like a couple minutes to, to unpack right now? Yes, that's an awesome question. And I think I accept your reason, by the way. For not hearing the sermon, Robbie. I appreciate I think that, that giving a sermon while another sermon is happening is a great reason for missing. I uh, gave serious thought to <laughs> having like an earbud in while I was going, but I felt like I am doing the best I can to stay focused doing one thing at a time, and that was probably not going to end well for anybody. Well, I recommend that. When you're preaching, just preach. That's good. <laughs> That's but good. this week, goodness, John 15, for me personally, has born, I mean, this is playing off of John 15, but has borne more fruit in my life and my heart than most other passages in scripture. It mm. is just so rich with image and truth and possibility that uh, as I prepared, 
there was just way too much to fit in. So mm -hmm. I really did cut. So I appreciate that question. Um, yeah, I mean, the first thing that, that comes to mind that I would have loved to share is a bit more about this pruning that we talked about. So just to review really quickly. So this, this allegory is of a vine in branches and Jesus is the vine, the true vine and followers of Jesus, disciples of him, us are branches on that vine who are meant to bear fruit. That's the whole purpose of this vine and these branches is that right. they would bear fruit. But there's another character in the allegory and that's God, the father. And Jesus says that he is a vine dresser or really he's a farmer. The father is. And one of the roles of the father is to prune the branches. It says every fruit bearing branch, he will prune. So without exception, everyone in Jesus will be pruned. And I emphasized how, unfortunately, that pruning is, is a cutting, you know, it's, it's a cutting for fruitfulness, but it is cutting nonetheless. And we experience pruning, I think, as discomfort and as pain and sometimes as suffering in our lives. Certainly. And, um, I think that can be a really helpful framework to know that there's a loving God who's very meticulously doing that though. Like he's not, he never slips. There's not a pruning shears where you go, oh, wow, I cut that branch way too short. Right. It's really intentional and only for our good and fruitfulness. So with that in mind, suffering and pain, I do think take on a whole different meaning. It doesn't mean that they're good things. We don't wish for suffering, but um, we can trust that that doesn't mean we've done something wrong. It's, right. it's actually because of fruitfulness that we're pruned. So an example from my own life that I wanted to share that I didn't get to, um, it, it is one where looking back, it's still the most challenging thing that Jess and I, our family have ever walked through. But when I look back on it now, I see it as God pruning. And, and, uh, so what happened was this is probably, I mean, this is before we moved to Canada. So it's maybe been five or six years ago a freak accident happened where I was crawling across our living room floor and uh, playing with our kids and a knee hit my head essentially. And uh, over the course of a few days, it became very evident that I had received a concussion or had a concussion and it was hmm. diagnosed as a, a mild traumatic brain injury. And um, it was so strange. I mean, it happened on actually St. Patrick's day that year in March and on a Tuesday and I didn't feel the effects of it really until Thursday night when I was with a bunch of students and I was called up front to speak at our large group meeting. So you can imagine a, a large room full of people and, uh, you know, a couple hundred people and it's my turn to speak and I have no idea what I'm supposed to, I can't remember why I'm up there. And, uh, that night I went to bed after that happened and thought, well, that was weird. I must be getting sick or something. I still didn't make the connection to my head. The next morning I woke up and realized that something was really wrong. So I went to the doctor right away and then the hospital and got that diagnosis. And it set us off on a really hard season where it was obvious that something had happened in my head, my brain, but it hmm. was very unclear how long recovery would take. And days stretched into weeks, which stretched into months. And the whole ordeal ended up um, being like a six month thing wow. where I became, um, seasons during seasons of that time a totally different human being where my personality had changed and um, the way I interacted with with my family who I loved was very different and um, 
for for Jess and for me, it was a season of a lot of uh, really clinging to hope in Jesus hmm. as really the only thing that kept us, I think, really sane and going forward because I was so different. And doctors would just say, we're just not sure. It's so challenging with an injury like that. They just don't know. Wow. Um, so anyways, by God's grace and in his healing, I have recovered and I am back to who I was before that. But I do think through that experience, there was a deep pruning that happened both in my heart and in Jess's heart as we learned to rely on God for a healing and for even a prospect of a future without a healing in a way we had never thought of and couldn't have uh, imagined before. I know when I was talking with Jess about this sermon and this topic, and fruitfulness, this is what came to her mind as well, hmm. that God, through that suffering that our family went through together, um, pruned us and transformed us in a way that um, I wouldn't ever go back and say, could I please have that happen again? Certainly not. Never. No, that's not usually how pruning works. No, but it it is it resulted in something that's really beautiful in our hearts that um, could not have happened. I don't imagine a situation that could have brought it about other than, than what did happen with that head injury. Um, so for me, the lesson from that uh, was um, as I face, well, one, the things that I'm normally uh, afraid of happening don't happen. I was not afraid of getting head injury in my you know living room floor. So um, that pruning isn't something you can anticipate necessarily where it's going to happen. But when it does, we can trust him as he walks us through it, that mm-hmm. he will be enough for us and he will teach and and cause fruitfulness to happen. It doesn't mean that I understand why it had to happen. It, you know, none of those things are answered in my mind, no. but I'm okay with that. I trust him and I abide in him. And oftentimes they aren't. That's that's why, because I mean, he's obviously in his omniscience, he is understanding things that, that we can't possibly understand and details, aspects of what he's doing in us and through us that we can't wrap our brains around. And so, well, I would love to know especially in the midst of it, right? I'd love to, to, to get some word from the Lord, walk outside and find a bush that's on fire that is not being consumed that says, hey, just stick it out. Like, here is why he is having you go through this particularly difficult thing, or this is why he removed that thing from you or your life that you thought was so good, because um, it's all going to work out. But but he doesn't, he doesn't do that. He expects us to trust him in that. And... And that picture of pruning, I think, is such a good picture. I would think that that would that we would relate to that more in this area than perhaps metropolitan Dallas, where you're not actually the one. Like here, we probably have a good amount of the population that's actually walking out into their yard and cutting limbs off of a tree, right? Yeah, or, it's certainly gardening, right? Certainly gardening, and and we know that that. Proper pruning means, yeah, you obviously cut off the dead stuff, but you also cut off some really good stuff so that more fruit grows. And I think it, when we can relate that to our lives, I think like, man, why would, obviously, we would argue that objectively a healthy brain is a good thing. Well, why on earth would God ever take that, even for just a season? But for you to be able to look at that season and say, well, yeah, obviously that's good, but he takes away even the branches that seem to be healthy so that other branches bear even more fruit. Um, I couldn't help but think as you were, as you were saying that, uh, do you remember the prayer of Jabez? 
I do. That so twenty for those of you who don't know, like twenty years ago, this this book was like the book. It sold like a billion copies, and it was uh, author Bruce Wilkinson wrote um, wrote this this book, and everyone's hand. You know, it's what everybody got for Christmas that year. Like everybody's handing it out all over the place. Um, well, his follow up to that book was a book called The Secrets of the Vine, and it sold like eleven copies. Um, that's slight hyperbole, but like. <laughs> People did not like that. No one's handing that book out for Christmas. And the bummer is it was like the counterpoint to the prayer of Jabez. So the prayer of Jabez is uh, God wants to bless you. He wants to give you more. He wants to functionally, if you if you kind of gut it of its actual biblical meaning, you could read it as God wants to give you more stuff. And so just pray this prayer and you get more stuff. That's not what Wilkinson intended from it, but that's how a lot of people took it. Well, then Secrets of the Vine was this fantastic, I would argue, an exponentially better book that is about God's use of pruning Hmm. in order to love his people and that the means by which he often produces that expanded kingdom and and expanded ministry and blessing is through pruning. And I I just was struck by the idea of, all right, like nobody wants to read that book. Just give me the book about how God wants to give me more stuff but I have no interest in the book about how he's probably going to take some of my stuff away for my good and for my blessing. And and that just, we lose so much in our perspective of and the true blessing in Christ when we don't embrace this idea of pruning uh, in, in all that it is and all that it does for us. Yeah, it, yeah that's really good. And there's no shortcut that's the that's the one of the truths that underscore underscores all of this. There's not a shortcut to growth that won't involve some sort of discomfort. It just seems like right. it's built into the way God made us as humans. And that's why I think it's such an important truth for us to know because it will be part of our experience and if we I mean this kind of ties in with another point from the sermon, but if we don't believe Jesus that this is what's happening, we will misinterpret our pain and discomfort as potentially God's displeasure yeah, or, you know, some sort of punishment, which is not what it is. Um, even in correction, it's for good and it's for fruitfulness when that happens as well. So, uh, yeah, for me personally, that was an important point uh, from John 15. I learned through that brain injury that I'm not as in control hmm. as I often feel like I am right. in a way that I could have never learned. There's, there's a lot more too, but so I hope that's encouraging for people as they walk through. And I, this year in particular, my goodness, has been a year of discomfort and suffering and uh, a lack of control in a way that most of us have never encountered before. And uh, if we can see it as pruning for those of us who are in, in Christ, I think it really does change the way um, it can help us going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that that's certainly the the father aspect of that um but abiding absolutely has a a human aspect there there's an aspect that i'm responsible for in that so i don't do the pruning i don't try to pick out what the good and bad branches are that's that is uh that's the gardener's job that's the father's job to do that in my heart and my life and i submit to that um but but christ is pretty consistent in calling us to abide. There's even a lot of if-then statements in there. If you abide, then this, or if you do this, then you are abiding. So um, talk to me a little bit about 
our responsibility in abiding mm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that it's interesting how Jesus kind of over and over again, the way John is written to is so, um, it's not really as linear as when we were looking at Colossians from Paul. So Hmm. it's not so much an argument that's being built, especially in in these few chapters, as it is a picture that is being painted and it's a bit circular sometimes. But, you know, Jesus talks about us being fruitful in him. And then he says, uh, let me just pick my Bible up here. He says, um, Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. So there's the positive side. And then he goes, for apart from me, you can do nothing. That's the negative side. So it's this, a branch that wants to be fruitful. The branch's job is is basically, the, the command there is to abide. Right. It's not even to bear fruit so much. Fruitfulness is a byproduct of abiding. That's right. And uh, so we talked a bit on Sunday about um, just some practical actions that we take. And I, I quoted that there's a, a theologian that said, Jesus did say that um, apart from me, you will do nothing. But it's also true that if we do nothing, it will be apart from him. Hmm. And so there is some hmm. sort of dependent responsibility, like God dependent responsibility that each one of us has to abide, to remain in him, to um, be at home in him. And uh, we talked about a few things on Sunday about being connected with Jesus daily, where we we set aside some time. And it doesn't have to be hours. It can be 10 minutes where we are in his word and we're responding to him in prayer. Um, The emphasis I want to underscore again, actually, in the podcast about being in his word is actually being with him rather than learning about a book. And uh, I say that like that yeah. because for me, I had to learn that, that I'm wired to be a learner and I'm really curious intellectually. So the Bible, if I'm not careful, can become basically an object that I want to figure out. And right. there's some actual right. fulfillment and joy in figuring it out. There's actually, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. I get a lot of joy when I finally feel like I understand a passage, but that is very different than connecting with Jesus. Like that emphasis on, am I doing this so I can be with him or am I doing on this so I can know a book? And uh, the mm. emphasis for abiding is really the Bible helps us. It's a vehicle through which we then connect with the living God. Um, and then we respond in prayer. Um, and we, we demonstrated that a bit this summer too when we were doing that whole series on praying scripture. That's one of the ways you would do that. Man, that's, uh, that, is, that is so good. I love... I love that. What what are um, what are some of the specifics that you that you walked people through? How if I if I'm coming to you and I'm saying, okay, I I get this. I I, I want to abide in that way. I want to submit myself in a way that that I will be able to bear fruit. Um, the, I want to do what I can so that I so that I'm able to do what I can't apart from Christ. Yeah. Right? Um, what what's your what are your go-tos? What's your first response to that? I think it's a it's a one time in a daily and maybe even a moment by moment, depending on the day, responding to that call. Okay. I mean, that's just like the most basic thing, but it makes a big difference, at least for me. So Jesus is looking at us and he's saying, abide in me. Would you abide in me? All of your life can be in, found in me. Fruitfulness is found in me. Abide. And so I, you know, one time do this and then I over and over again, I say, for me, Jesus, I want to abide. Help me to. I know there's more of you. 
there are deeper resources and the riches of your grace. I need to be nourished by you. Help me to do that today. So I would say that like in the morning, you're getting out of bed. Those are the words that are, you're responding to Jesus in that way. And then throughout the day, um, the same, actually the night before, um, the sermon. So that Saturday night was a night of, for whatever reason, sleeplessness for me, Mm. I was just up. I kept looking at the clock and it was like, wow, it's only been an hour. Why am I still awake? That is the worst. Yeah, it was just like that. So Sunday morning, I actually was really tired and uh, driving in to church and actually very excited about what I what God had given me through his word to, to say also felt very physically depleted. And over and over again, my prayer was, oh, Jesus, help me to abide in you. Give me what I need to serve your people and you today. And I, I think that's the sort of thing I'm recommending is just as you go about your day or whatever the thing is before you, it's an acknowledgement again to Jesus. I mm-hmm. want to abide in you. So that's that's one step. So you're telling me I have to actually want it. That's what I'm hearing you saying. Am <laughs> yeah. I hearing you correctly? Try wanting it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that does feel like a good a good step. I mean, what like you were mentioning to me, before we started recording that that uh, on, on Sunday you address the difference between believing hmm. in him and believing him that uh, there is a significant difference in oh yeah I want to I want to have that and I want to have that yes <laughs> like I can I can want to have that in the sense of I would like to live on my own private island um, that is did you just hear a ding I did what on earth was that where did that <laughs> Goodness gracious, that's not helpful. Do not disturb is evidently meaningless because <laughs> I was just disturbed by that. Um, the and I was amused. By you go <laughs> good win win. Um, yeah, so I can I can say I want this ridiculous thing that I know is not possible. I want to take a private jet to my own private island. Um, I also know that's not going to happen, and I'm not actually putting any effort whatsoever into making that happen um, versus something that I feel like I I want this in the sense that I am willing to reorganize the rhythm of my life. I'm willing to put effort into this because it is, it is that meaningful to me. And Mm -hmm. I'm, am I hearing you correctly in that that is the kind of want that you are addressing here? Yeah, it is. And I think I have had moments and you can probably relate to this too, that where that want isn't as intense as you would hope. Like where I feel Mm -hmm. like I want to want this more. And sometimes that's what the prayer needs to be is father. (laughs) I want to want to abide in a way that right now is lacking in me. Would you please help me? And it's, I think a real key is for each of us to really start where we really are, honestly, with him, knowing that he wants this more than we ever will for us because mm-hmm. he loves us that much. He actually, yeah, he can desire things on our behalf that we don't know we should desire for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we Praise go to Jesus. him, right? And we say, hey, help me to do that. Give me the desire. And I think, I know that as I've gotten more and more tastes of this abiding life, I can't imagine doing life with without living that way. So thankfully there is as the last verse in the section we did verse 11 says there's fullness of joy, this real deep um, pervasive sense of well-being that comes from abiding. And I feel like the more and more we get a taste of that, the more we want it. 
because it's a way of living that's profoundly different than a way of, of not abiding. So I think it's interesting. God gives us these real tastes. Like this is experiential. It's not just theoretical right. of himself so that we want more and deeper. And um, and then we we move beyond that believing in. And, you know, I said on Sunday too, believing in Jesus is really important. We do need to believe in him, believe in his work on our behalf, believe that in him we have forgiveness of sins and a new life through his work. But then there comes a point where we go beyond that to believing that what he says about reality corresponds to reality, that he right. knows it at a deeper level than we do. And, and that's what I, I think that God is calling us as a church to as we really embark on this year in this whole series on being with Jesus and abiding in him. And I love that. I love that so much. That's great, Jeff. And I, uh, I, I so appreciate your heart in this. I so appreciate your experience of Christ and, and your willingness to share that. I think that's uh, such an essential aspect of discipleship that, that we're willing to share with one another the experience that we have had with Jesus. Um, first of all, to remind one another that you can have experiences with Jesus, mm-hmm. right? That it isn't just this, this cold routine of, I read my Bible verse for the day and I, and I you know, walk through that. I, I show up on a Sunday morning and I sing the songs, but that all of these things are, are a means to connect with the very real and very alive mm. Jesus Christ. And, and so when we can remind one another that, that he is available to interact with and share with one another the ways that he is interacting with us um, by his grace, that, that stirs our excitement. I always walk away from our conversations feeling a little more excited about pursuing Jesus, knowing that, that he is there to be pursued. Mm-hmm. And that he is first and foremost pursuing me, right? He's not he's not waiting off in some corner with his arms folded going, Well, hopefully Robbie will find me at some point today. Like he's mm-hmm. right here. He's closer to me than my own breath at every given moment. Like just I if I can just quiet my heart enough to to hear what he is saying and 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 organize my life in such a way that, that I can see what he's doing and respond to that, uh, it is like we, we begin to see a glimpse of this abundant life that he has called us to. Anything else before we wrap up? No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really excited to keep moving through this section of scripture. I feel like John 15 to 17, it's just some of the richest parts of the New Testament and often, often I think puzzling parts. So I think it'll be fun yeah. to, to do this together. Um, I'm just, I'm praying that God would speak to me and speak to each one of us this Sunday again, as, as we hear from his word. And I would even encourage people to be reading ahead of time. You know, we've got these days in this Bible reading plan where they're kind of catch up days, which I love. I'm so glad we have those because on Sunday I fell behind, (laughs) Uh, but now I'm able to catch up again. But uh, on those days when you have catch up, it could be a great time just to open up to the passage we're talking about on Sunday and just read it again you know, and reflect on it. And, uh, that's what I've been doing at least in preparation for this Sunday and hearing his word again. Such a good idea. It's great to talk with you like this too. I really appreciate it. I love this. It's good to be, good to be back. And I look forward to, uh, to getting after it. Me too. Thanks for listening. And, uh, if you have any questions, we would love to hear that from you. Please email us at, uh, connect at faithpeshtigo.com. 
Uh, or you can just go to our website, faithpestigo.com, and, and uh, go to our staff page and, and click on any of those pictures there and, and let us know. We want to know the questions that you have over the podcast, over sermons, uh, over just as you're reading scripture and things come up. Uh, we would love to hear that and um, maybe we'll respond directly or maybe it'll become uh, a, a podcast topic. But uh, thank you for listening. Grace and peace from our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh,